0: Right, guys, hey, welcome back to another ABA one on one. Uh, for what's this, 2023? Wow, we've been uh going pretty good there. Uh, episode 64, I believe. Is that right, Rick?
1: 65.
0: 65, man, we're getting who's counting. I'm getting old. <laughs> uh, today's show is going to be a good one. We got a former uh, ABA, NBA, uh, philanthropist, uh, speaker, uh, all around great guy, uh, hall of famer, uh. Coming on the show today and restaurateur uh, George uh, Tinsley uh, joining us today. And uh, man, we got some uh, great questions here. So, uh, without further ado, uh, welcome uh, George to uh, ABA One Hundred and One uh, and let's talk basketball.
2: Well, thank you. I'm a, I'm glad to uh, have an opportunity to get on with you guys and talk basketball, talk old school basketball, ABA. Style and uh, you know, bring back some memories of uh, uh, that red, white uh, ball and uh, and uh, all the other little antics that went on during that period. <laughs> the,
1: the stories, the stories of the ABA are notorious and legendary. I've, uh anybody that had any connection with the ABA knows this. I just want to mention one thing. It is Doctor George Tinsley. We just want to get that out of the way, because I know you are introduced to George Tinsley, but it's Dr. George Tinsley. So we want to be.
2: Rick, Rick, I, I, I appreciate that. But just for clarification, that's a that's an honorary Ph.D. But I, I'm very proud of. Uh, but uh, uh, I appreciate you clar- clarifying, clearing that up. <laughs>
1: yeah. But uh, anyway, um, George Tinsley.
0: Okay, Thank you.
1: Go ahead. Uh, first, first thing I want to do first is start off by saying, obviously, say thanks and uh, for coming on and doing this for me. And, and I want to just talk to you a little bit. Let's start off first with your college career, which is fantastic. I went back and did a lot of Googling and whatnot. And, you know, three national championships. Is that, is that correct, George?
2: Uh, Rick, yes, that is correct. And, and the, uh, I always tell everyone that uh, we should have won four, uh, the one we lost. Uh, I did not play in the uh, last two games, uh, the game we lost to Earl Monroe and also the third place game. I, uh, I, I got six. So I blame that on my teammates for not bringing that one home, you know, uh, but yeah, and that's a little <laughs> inside joke, but yes, that was, uh, that we won three, three championships and the team, as I said, the game, the, the year we lost came in third place was actually the, the best team that we had, which had Sam Smith who played in the ABA and Dallas Thornton who played in the ABA, uh, on, uh, on that team, uh, uh along with me. So, uh, uh that was uh that that was our best team.
1: Yeah. Well, I would feel I would be remiss if I didn't mention you were the outstanding player. Was it your senior year?
2: Uh yes, made that was a, a MVP in my senior year and uh and probably would have been MVP in my junior year also, but there was a tie in the vote between Dallas Thornton uh my teammate and myself. Uh, into voting, and so uh, uh, a guy from Indiana State actually uh, was the MVP, and they, they, can, they were uh, runner-ups.
1: Correct, yes. Well, you know, I, I was a big follower of the ABA back in those days. Um, I know you played with – I think you played with the Floridians and you played with the Virginia Squires and Kentucky Colonels, obviously, because we had Artis Gilmore on a couple of years – not a couple of years, maybe a year or two ago. <laughs> and so that, 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 you know, that Kentucky, that Kentucky, uh, background is pretty, pretty famous.
2: Uh, yes, we had a, uh, we had a pretty good team. Um, and that was pre artists, uh, coming into, uh, the colonels. Uh, and that particular year is when, uh, we changed, uh, uh, general managers, uh, and, uh, they decided to, uh, uh, make some changes in order to be uh, competitive with uh, um, with the uh, Indi- with the Indiana Pacers. Indiana Pacers were giving us all the hell, you know, during those uh, those early years, and so uh, uh, we um, we all got kind of moved around. But that was not unusual for the ABA. In ABA, uh, sometimes you change teams. Uh, uh, Twice during the season <laughs> so uh you know it wasn't uh wasn't a situation to get uh, get too stable uh and and uh be be able to be prepared to uh find a new home if uh if it, if it came called out I, I think there's only a few guys that played their entire a b a career with uh with one team most most guys moved around two or three teams during their
1: career. Yeah, we were, we have been very fortunate. We've had probably, I don't know, CJ, correct me if I'm wrong, eight or 10, 12 ABA guys that played in the ABA more than, I mean, for more than a few years. And they changed, all of them changed teams, changed franchises, changed cities. And so I know exactly what you're, what you're, what you're alluding to. It's all true. But, uh, yeah, a, lot of the, a
0: lot of the
2: teams a lot of the teams weren't that stable and uh you know we had a little uh, inside joke what that was when, once you got your check you made a sprint to the bank to cash to make sure it didn't bounce <laughs> you're, oh.
1: you,
0: you know what you're not the first person on the show to say that either
2: <laughs> yeah wow. uh, that was that was the goal
1: <laughs> yeah that that that's that's amazing but the ABA, though, I think you know, as as it's pretty well documented, they a lot of the things they did, you know, was say when they merged, the NBA picked up on them. So I think yeah. they they had a pretty strong effect on on basketball. They, those those nine years that the ABA was in existence. Rick,
2: you're exactly right. A lot of the the uh, key things like the dunk contest, the three point uh goal the, the uh, speeding up the game, uh the flare, uh, all of that was uh came primarily from the ABA. And that first All-Star game that uh they had after the merger, I think over half the All Stars were from ABA players.
1: You're exactly right. That's exactly right. That was a good point, George. That's that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think probably third half, half of the All Stars were former ABA guys. It was uh, right. It was definitely a fun time in those days because I can remember it. I'm got toward the end of it, but I remember it so much. And yeah, uh, but well, the um, players.
2: The only big difference between the NBA and the ABA during those days, other other than the franchise ownerships, was that the NBA had the the better big men, the better centers and uh power forwards in, in uh some cases but uh uh from a guard small forward uh you know that that end of the uh personnel side uh the aba definitely could give the nba a run for uh for everything
1: yeah exactly i i i, I agree yes um but the outs- it was good good times in those years
0: Actually didn't Good do car. bad either when it was uh NBA games against the ABA. I, I got to see a couple of those as a young man. And uh uh you know the, the ABA gave these guys serious run for their money every time.
2: <laughs> that that's correct. That's correct. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think they beat a couple of the NBA teams in in some of those uh games.
0: Yeah. Yeah they did. Yeah. You know.
1: <laughs> Well, um, the thing that's you know really interesting to me, and I'm going to get George to expound upon this, I uh, the, the whole thing about his book, "The Determined Entrepreneur," and any young people or anybody for that a for that matter could read that book and get a lot of great points. He it's an unbelievable book. I purchased it. I'm not an avid reader, but I read that book, and it's extremely insightful and educational. So. Uh, anyway your your entrepreneurship is is phenomenal george and and I always like to you know compliment you on that
2: well thank you i appreciate it uh yeah you know my uh my life took a uh tremendous turn in uh seventy two uh which is the year I got married and uh uh that was my last year playing in the aba and and uh you know i found my uh i was adopted so at that particular time, I found my real family, my mother, her family, my father, his family, and, of course, the family who raised me. So all of a sudden, I've got uh, a wife. I've got 18 brothers and sisters. I've got <laughs> uh, uh, parents, and uh, uh, and uh, I've got a the uh, family that uh, raised me, which, uh, from an emotional standpoint, was a very uh trying time but it uh it took me a while to get it all in focus and uh and move move forward so uh uh that uh that the book will uh outlines that that's a uh uh, biography done by a a gentleman here in this uh winter in the winter haven area here in central florida uh i uh, since then i've decided to do uh do another book which i'm working on now which will be out by the end of the year <clears throat> and, and both are designed to encourage uh, folks that that come from a tough uh time and and those who are out here in the in the business world uh today and dealing with obstacles that uh you know you you can turn these things around and you look at them, look at them in a positive way and and uh get a get a focus on what you're trying to accomplish and uh and
1: you can do it. T- totally agree. That's exactly right. But you know the determination and the stick to itiveness that a lot of people have, and get some get some going in terms of being successful in business and whatever, whatever in life. Uh, I think again from that book of yours is it's it's excellent. It's very very uh, yeah. productive.
2: Oh. Yeah, boy. thank you, Rick. You know, uh, I had the opportunity to uh, once uh, my playing career was over to uh, actually teach and coach in high school where I had the pleasure of coaching uh, along with Wade Houston, uh, who is Alan Houston's father uh, uh, and who coached at the University of Tennessee and also the University of Louisville uh, in high school. He was a head coach. I was his assistant coach and more of an associate coach but we coached uh daryl griffith uh who went on to play in the nba play at the university of louisville and into the nba uh, uh that formed a whole lot of my uh my competitive mindset uh you know transforming or transferring in that from the uh actual playing myself into what i was doing and then uh uh, Bussing came along, and I, I had an opportunity to, to get a job with KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, in their corporate structure uh, in the training department and working with the colonel. Uh, so my eight years, well, three years working with the colonel himself and, and five more years working in other areas in the, uh, in the corporate sector and, and uh, operations, human resources, and, and uh, franchising, that all prepared me for the opportunity when uh, it came to become a franchisee back in '84, and uh, put all of the skill sets that I'd learned from playing the game, and coaching, and teamwork, and all that into effect and, uh, in the business uh, business world, and uh, helped me uh, uh, be successful. And that's, that's not to mention that I had uh, a good helpmate, my wife, uh, who. Uh, uh has been involved in the business from day one uh, to uh help uh help make all this uh success uh happen
1: right yeah i think that's that's this that's phenomenal just how everything falls in place and leads to success it's it's yeah. you know i guess well, Rick, you know,
2: you know what we do as athletes. Uh, a lot of people want to hear the stories. They want to be associated with athletes, and uh, and and, and the, so doors open uh, up uh, for you to have an, have an opportunity to put your best foot forward and uh, show what you're capable of doing. And so, uh, I think as a former uh, athlete, uh, when when doors did open for me. Gave me an opportunity to show what I can do, and then, of course, that that opened the next door. So um, that's that, I kind of look at it that way: being in the right place at the right time, which is, has a lot to do with uh, how you handle yourself and how you deal with tough situations.
1: Yeah, um, I, when I heard you speak over in Orlando, George, I, I, I was very impressed. Although you and Reggie and and Bo uh, speaking that day. But you know, talking about some of the things how you got involved with Kentucky Fried Chicken and some of the advice that you got from the colonel if I'm if my memory serves me correctly, you mentioned something about some advice you got from from the colonel. was that right well, or the, I... yeah
2: yeah it was it was advice from the not, not necessarily in the true sense of uh, hey uh, this is uh, what you should do. It was learning his story. And and having him articulate his story to the class when uh, when he came in uh, and how he overcame his the obstacles that he, that he had, you know, he was sixty five when he finally hit it. From the standpoint of developing the recipe and the cooking process, and uh, but he stuck through all of these different challenges that he had. So that was, it. Was it was a, it was advice in the sense that uh here here's a uh legendary figure that uh stuck with it made it after a long time that you know you can you can overcome obstacles and uh so uh you know he did it at 65 so you know it's never too late uh so you know just just go ahead and don't look back
0: so true <laughs> so true uh Hey, we we skipped over one thing before we got to your your business world. There, I, I did want to know. Uh, uh, you got drafted to the Bulls, and did you you played there for a little while? Though, didn't you?
2: No, I got drafted to the Bulls in the uh, in the sixth round, and uh, I think I was about the seventy second player in the draft that year. There were there were only about ten teams, I think. Uh, and uh, I got drafted in uh, round two by the Oakland Oaks and so wow. the ABA was offering money at the time and uh, uh, so Rick Berry and, and uh, Larry Brown, Boran Jabale, and those guys had uh, just won the uh, ABA championship and so uh, they offered a signing bonus so I' been a, been a poor young man, I jumped at that and uh, it didn't go to the NBA tryouts because they had about four different tryouts, and uh, I had busted my ankle up in a tryout for the 1968 Olympic team. And uh, so that whole experience of going through all of those trials and everything, you never know what was going to happen. And uh, so I chose uh, to to grab the money and run. and by the time I was ready to head to Oakland, they moved from Oakland to Washington, uh, the Washington became the Washington caps. And so that's where I started my actual playing career with, with Washington. And then Rick Barry finally made up his mind that he was going to come to Washington. And, uh, when that happened, uh, that opened, uh, up another slot. I mean, they had to create another slot. And so the Kentucky Colonels. uh, bought my contract from uh, from uh, Washington, and the coach of the Kentucky Colonels uh, just happened to be my high school coach that uh, I had in high school, and uh, so he wanted to bring me in as a defensive player to guard the uh, Roger Browns and the John Briskers, the small forwards of the ABA. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. And of course, yeah, and of course, at that time, I, I was a scorer, you know, so. <laughs> That whole defensive thing and, and all that was, uh, you know, if you had to do it, you had to do it. But uh, my mindset was putting the ball in the hole. And I think I kind of disrupted a little bit of the offense uh, or the flow because being at home in Louisville where we were playing, a lot of my family and fans uh, there in Louisville, of course, that's where I was from, were sitting in the stands, calling, put Tinsley in, put Tinsley in. And, and uh, that that became a little bit of an irritant, uh, uh, but uh you know it it uh, it turned out well i uh, i had a pretty good year but that's they decided to make some changes uh uh in between that the that year and the following year
1: wow yeah <laughs> um george who was the coach then gene Rhodes. gene okay. now yes. hubie brown followed him or was before him no he was,
2: <clears throat> me, hubie, hubie came behind him. Hubie okay. came in uh, right after Gene went from uh, from the uh, uh, coach to the general manager. He became general manager for a while. Yeah, that's 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 what happened there. And uh, Hubie had uh, Stan Hall back as his.
1: There's connection problems here.
0: No, we got connection.
1: Yes. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we. Yeah, can I can now. I lost you for okay. just a few seconds. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, I, I, yeah. So I said. Uh, Gene Rhodes was the coach, and I mean, I'm sorry. Became the general manager the very next year, and uh, as part of that whole uh, change of, of leadership, and he became the general manager, and and um, Hubie Brown came in, and Stan Allback, he was his assistant coach.
0: Oh crazy, yeah. man. Hey, uh we got about we got about eight, nine minutes left here. uh I'm trying to keep it kind of short. Uh but we do want to ask okay. you, I ask every everybody we have on here, uh what what was your most memorable moment or story <laughs> playing ball?
2: Uh playing ball total? Yeah, totally? yeah. Well,
0: I mean, you know, from it could be uh from your pro time or right before you made it, you yeah. know, like or ABA. Yeah. Uh, you know, we always, most everybody we've had on has, has had some kind of wild, crazy story.
2: Yeah, well, there there were a bunch, and I I'd, I'd have <laughs> a tough time uh, trying to pull the together. But I think the the relationships that that I developed with the guys uh, uh, during my uh, career and uh, even after my career and staying in touch with the guys and and them and Julius Irving. Uh, and, and some of the other leaders uh, invited me back in to, uh, to help organize an ABA reunion, uh, which we did. Uh, we had, had it here at my house and uh, in our area. And then subsequently, uh, you know, becoming uh, a member of the NBA Retired Players Association and, and then moving into the chairman of the board for the uh, uh, NBA Retired Players Association not having played in the NBA. So uh, my memories kind of that all of that kind of come came together. Uh, uh, mm. Those uh, three, four uh, years on the board and becoming the chair and, and still working with the guys, trying to help them uh, in, uh, in doing things to help some of the guys that really needed help out there.
1: Yeah. Uh, George, you know, we had a uh, an attorney and I, his name escapes me but he was very instrumental in representing the ABA players trying to get them some money from the NBA. And I think he got, he got it. I think he was successful. I don't know how much. Scott Carter. Yes. We had him on.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Scott, Scott uh, worked very, very hard uh, along with uh, some Bob Costas, Julius and, and Rick Barry and some of the other key guys in, uh, in getting all of that uh, uh, through and, and of course, we lost quite a few players. Uh, and those uh, in the last three years, that as, we're, as uh, Scott was leading uh, the charge and and trying to get uh, a a pension, if you will, uh, which he wound up calling assistance uh, to a lot of the guys. It was uh, a little late for a few, but uh, it certainly came through and helped uh, a lot of other other guys that just it, that uh, played in the ABA and. And didn't get didn't actually go into or, or did not have a, a career in the NBA. I think the cutoff was three years into the uh, ABA and uh I mean into the NBA and it and every year you played in the uh in the uh um, ABA. You know, a guy All like right. Freddie Lewis who played uh nine years. Yeah. yeah and, we, actually, uh... and actually played one year in the NBA. One or two. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I've been uh, checking in with Freddie off and on and uh, we just haven't been able to get him on the show because he's, uh, you know, been taking care of his mom and stuff. I was surprised that, you know, you know, but he's a good guy. Yeah. We yeah. have good talks with him. Good talks mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
2: Good guy.
0: <clears throat> yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Um, but yeah, this is um, I'm glad Scott got that all happening. We when we had him on, that was uh, one of the things he really focused on. And and we tried to show respect and honor that as well, you know. So uh, uh, we put his story out there and and uh, on our media, and we got a lot of people hitting it up. So it was good to see when they finally did have success uh, with that. You, so
1: uh, you know, CJ, um, I think I just, just suddenly I got a revelation. I think it would be a good idea, and I'll try to reach out to him since he's he's had this success with getting this money, his pensions. I may reach out reach out to Scott again and just get his take on it now
0: yeah yeah it'd be interesting be interesting (laughs) uh but all right guys we're gonna have to wrap this one up man uh george i want to say thanks for coming on man i know you uh... It's funny. Uh, I'm over here in Australia doing the show and you went to the Outback to get food. That's pretty cool. Yeah. How about
2: that? How about that? How about
0: that? <laughs> oh, yeah. God, that, that's yeah.
1: hilarious.
0: <laughs> uh, it's good. It's good. And uh, it's funny. I looked on I looked on your profile thing right now and it said last vacation. and You put Australia. So I'm going to have to get you back out here yep. again. So, yeah, uh, yeah. If, if you listen to any of our older shows, you, you're going to see one thing at the end It's like, almost uh, everybody we've had artist gilmore rick berry everybody they all say uh if you need me to come out there and help coach uh you know so <laughs> brian shaw from the lakers you know so I, we keep adding people to this this flight i, I think i'm on my second plane now yeah uh, so, we uh, got
1: yeah. we got three or four chartered planes right now
0: yeah yeah it's a long
2: flight my wife and i my wife and i came over uh i think it took us 22 hours to get over there
0: yeah, it took me took me fourteen from L.A. flying straight, so uh, okay, that's why I just okay. stayed. I stayed here and decided not to go back. No, I'm just, just kidding. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I've yeah. been back a few times, <laughs> but uh, it's, man, it's what, a beautiful place. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I met my wife uh, before I got out of the military, and uh, then when I got out, I came back here, and uh, uh, I lost my bus pass, so I couldn't get back home. So I've been here ever since. 32, <laughs> no. 32 years now. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, from hey,
1: Oklahoma, I understand that, CJ.
0: Yeah, coming from Oklahoma. Hey, 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 Rick. Hold on now. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh I want to say thanks to you, Rick, for uh hanging in there with me all these episodes. And uh George, definitely thank you for coming on, man. And uh look forward, we'll try to get you back on here. I'll try to get we try to get everybody at least twice, you know. So uh if we missed anything, okay. we can go over something else.
2: Uh <laughs> okay. But we definitely all right, sounds-
0: appreciate you giving up your time, my friend.
2: Sounds good. Thank, Thank Rick. You. Rick, Rick, Rick stayed on me about getting on the show. So. Oh,
1: I know. I'm, I'm relentless when that. Reggie said, "Tell you hello, George."
2: Okay, very I good. I was with
1: him. I was with him last night eating sushi. So he said, oh, "Okay." I told him I had you on him and him and Eric, and he said, "Oh, tell, tell George. I said hello." All right. Yeah. Thank yeah. you.
0: All right, All right Thank guys. You, well, everybody okay. have a good weekend uh, coming up. Uh, it's already Friday here in Sydney, so I'll say uh, have a good one, guys, and thank you guys once again. And, everybody, that's a wrap from ABA 101. Everybody have a good one. Take care, George. Thanks thank you.
2: Way. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys.
0: Take care, Rick.